Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, Matteo Messina Denaro died at the weekend in Italy, and his death is not without significance. He's widely viewed as the last godfather. Nick Squires is Rome correspondent for The Telegraph. Afternoon, Nick. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, ca- calling him the last godfather, is that kind of a nice handy headline? Is there still, because I assume there's still an organisation there of some sort. Yeah, there very much is. Um, he he was head of uh, Cosa Nostra. Um, that's the mafia down in Sicily. And of course, he was very well known. He was very notorious. He'd been on the run for 30 years before he was captured in January. So he had great notoriety. He was sort of seen as a kind of ghost who who the authorities couldn't uh, capture. But of course, yes, there are other... Cosa Nostra is still in operation and there are um, leaders of that criminal organisation uh, to this day. And even, even by the standards of the Cosa Nostra, was he particularly brutal? He really was. Um, yeah, this is a man who um, was convicted in absentia of several murder charges. Um, Some of the most notorious uh, included killing a mafia rival and that rival's girlfriend who was pregnant at the time. Uh, Messina Denaro was also involved in the kidnapping of an 11-year-old boy who was the son of a mafioso who turned state witness. That boy was um, held captive for two years until he was strangled and his body was dissolved in acid. Um, and some of the other notorious crimes, um, Messina Denaro was responsible for the 1992 bombing, but two separate bombings, which blew up um, very high profile anti-mafia prosecutors, Falco- Giovanni Falcone and Paolo Borsalino. So these are the sorts of crimes he'd been convicted for in absentia. And it, he boasted at one time that he could fill a cemetery with his victims. My word. Did he inherit his position? Yeah, his father was also involved in Cosa Nostra. Um, and in fact, um, we understand that Messina Denaro will be buried in the family tomb next to his dad. Um, that will happen in the next few days, we think. So Messina Denaro was in uh, prison in L'Aquila, up in central Italy. And in the last few days, he was moved to a hospital nearby. He died just uh, in the last 24 hours. And his body, once all the paperwork's done and once um, an autopsy has been carried out, his body will be transferred down to Sicily. Mm. Now, the, the, <clears throat> that was how his ill health was how they eventually caught him anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So he'd been, he'd been on the run for 30 years. He was very clever. He didn't use computers. He didn't uh, use mobile phones. Uh, he, he would communicate instead through what, a, um, what, what, were, what are known as people which is like little tiny pieces of paper with, with writing on them. The, the way in which authorities um, zeroed in on him in the end was that they were wiretapping his friends and relatives, and they heard those friends and relatives talking about an unnamed person uh, within the family who had cancer and who was uh, receiving treatment for cancer. And the authorities managed to um, uh, check the uh, National Health uh, Database and kind of zero in, looking at, uh, obviously, a male, um, his age, his sort of uh, medical history. And in the end, they zeroed in and thought, right, we think we've got our man. And they captured him, arrested him in January in a clinic in Palermo, in mm. Sicily. Did, and all that time he was on the run, would he have been running his organisation still? Or would his focus have been on not getting caught? 
Yeah, we think he was pretty active in running the organization. Um, and of course, the question, you know, it begs the question, how on earth did he stay uh, a fugitive for so long, particularly given that contrary to rumors that he was in you know, Bolivia or Venezuela or Miami, he was in Sicily just a few miles from his hometown. Now, the answer to that, I think, is um, that he had uh, the support of various associates, um, quite a few white-collar associates, notaries and lawyers, um, a few masons down there. And I think also just, you know, it shouldn't be underestimated, this culture of omerta, um, silence, intimidation, that even if people in, in the town where he lived knew that he was living there, as some must surely have done, mm. they, they felt too intimidated to go to the, uh, to go to the police. Yeah, and w- when his funeral takes place, will, w- will there be a, a large event in that area? Will people, all, all the people from the locality turn up? That's what we're trying to work out. I don't think it's going to be a sort of um, cinema, cinematographic sort mm-hmm. of Godfather-type event. Um, uh, he, he didn't want a religious event. I think even if he did, I think the Catholic Church would probably uh, struggle to, um, to, to agree to provide him with one. So we're thinking that um, it could be a, a very private, fairly small ceremony down at this family tomb down in um, in western sicily mm. but it's not quite clear it's not quite clear exactly what sort of event it's going to be yeah now i i understand as well that that his daughter was with him uh, when he died but he'd only met that daughter a few months ago yeah that's right um he had this daughter when he was on the run and and, and never really um recognized her i think in the latter few months in the last few months of his life, he he did recognise her, and, and and they were able to meet. I think she's even taken his name, possibly. Um, Rumours that he had, you know, various lovers over the years. I mean, thirty years on the run is a, is a long time, and I think there is all sorts of secrets that he takes to the grave. I mean, when he was being interrogated just in the last few months or questioned by police in prison, he 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 denied outright that he was. Um, a member of the mafia and sort of innocently said, oh, yeah, I've heard about the Cosa Nostra. Um, I, I saw it on the telly. I mean, just, you know, just remarkable blank face denial and lying. So he, he didn't cooperate right up until the very end. Is it known? Is he wealthy? Did he, he was this all worth it in terms of amassing uh, wealth for himself? Yeah, he was wealthy. I mean, over the years, there were... Um, they managed to seize some of uh, businesses that they felt were associated with Messina Denaro. But um, when he was captured in January, um, details came, uh, details started to leak out of the sort of um, lifestyle he'd been living. And it was reported that he was spending around 10,000 euros a month on clothes and fancy restaurants and nice bottles of wine. So he was clearly getting uh, a few bob from somewhere. Yeah. You'd wonder who that was, uh, really, whether that's his own income or it was, you know, uh, a favour of some uh, other people. In you, you did mention that, you know, the uh, Omerta, and that probably has a, a huge factor in why he, he managed to remain hidden. In You know, from the point of view of the authorities in Italy, in, say, Sicily, is that still an issue for them? Is that, is that still a problem in, in, in breaking the hold of the Cosa Nostra? Yes, I think it is, yeah. And it's not just Cosa Nostra, of course, because there are four main mafia in Italy. Cosa Nostra is the one that's based in Sicily. There's another one based in Calabria, for instance, the Indrangheta, which makes billions 
um, of euros a year from uh, cocaine smuggling, for instance. And then there's the Camorra up around Naples. Um, yeah, I think there's Omerta. And I think also in southern Italy, I think these mafia are able to um, exist and to thrive because of a certain absence of the state. I think some people feel in southern Italy that they have been a bit forsaken, not by this present government, but by successive governments over decades and decades. Very high unemployment, not much industry down there, very little employment um, opportunities. And I think um, in that sort of um, vacuum of, of, sort of state apparatus and state uh, help, I think criminal organizations like this are able to to thrive. Yeah. Would, so uh, Messina Dero, does he have a successor now? Is there somebody else who would you know, be taking over from them? I think uh, that, that's, that's a big question. Uh, I, I don't think that's known publicly, whether um, the intelligence services or the carabinieri or the police know that. They're certainly not saying. What we think is that um, power has been rather sort of um, decentralized since the days of Messina Denaro and his predecessor, when there was sort of one boss um, uh, so you've got sort of several chieftains around the island of Sicily rather than one guy in charge. Yeah, uh, a fascinating story. Nick, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was uh, Nick Squires there, Rome correspondent for The Telegraph. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.